Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am joined today by Rosa Sarmento, who is a podcast manager. She has a boutique podcast agency that assists coaches and mentors and has helped them release over 200 podcast episodes, which is incredible. She empowers mission-driven women who run their own online businesses to become trusted leaders by launching their dream podcast. And I'm so excited you're here because podcasting is something that I love talking about. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your story and how you got started in the podcast world or in the business world. Of course. First and foremost, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I just mentioned to Tara before the interview that I've been stalking her for a few years. So it's really an honor to be on her podcast. And my name is Rosa. I'm a podcast manager, but my background is actually in fashion design. (laughs) That's what I graduated in college. I worked in fashion as a fashion buyer for a few years, around six years, back in Brazil, where I'm from. And this all online journey started when I left Brazil. I'm an expat. I was in Chile for two years. I was in Vietnam for another two years. Right now, I'm between Mexico and Costa Rica. It's a little complicated. (laughs) And so as I started traveling... This online world was like the only way for me to survive. (laughs) So that's how I started. I started teaching online. And eventually, I came across podcast management through a course that I did online as well. And I just thought it was really, really interesting, very dynamic, very creative. And I'm a creative at heart. So I missed that part. I was teaching online. So I really missed the creating stuff. (laughs) And I fell in love with podcast management, and I have been doing that for the past two years. I love hearing about people's travels and where they've moved to and lived. I find it so fascinating because I've been in the same 30-minute radius my entire life. I've never moved elsewhere. So every time somebody's like, oh, I've lived here and here, I'm just like, oh, so jealous. Like I would so love to do that. And I had no idea that you got started in fashion. That's awesome. Yes. A lot of people have no idea. That's why I really love like all parts of podcast management because a lot of podcast managers don't like doing graphics, for example, or creating social media, but because I love creating things so much and I get really bored if I do the same thing every day, I get so bored. I really like that podcast management has you doing like these different things and wearing these different hats. So I work a little bit with audio editing, a little bit with graphic design, a little bit of copywriting. So it's really fun. And yeah, you're never bored, basically. That's something that I needed too. (laughs) I tried to focus on one 
service that was at the time was SEO. It was very monotonous and very boring after a while. I was like, I need something that has some kind of fun and variety to it. So I love that you say that podcasting is like that. I think a lot of people do struggle with that and niching down. Whereas if you niche down to a podcast manager, you still have your hand in a lot of different types of work. Oh, yes, for sure. Like I said, it's a very dynamic niche. It's like a service niche, I would say, because you can still serve different communities and different professionals. That's also another thing that I really love. If you don't want to niche down to one audience, for example, you can still niche down your services. So you have these different people and these different markets you're working with, but you're focused on one thing and you can really grow that expertise and you can really market yourself better and show up better. I'd love to hear about when you first started offering podcast management services. Did you have it in your mind, like a plan that you were going to move into an agency model or did that just happen as your business grew? To be quite honest, everything happened naturally because like I said, I didn't really plan to be a podcast manager. It was something that I discovered. Everything else that came with it was a discovery as well because it was a whole new world. So When I got started, I didn't really know about podcast agencies or anything like that. But as you get into the market and as you start working and getting the experience and meeting these people, clients and colleagues, you learn. So that's how I ended up having this boutique podcast agency. We have like two team members now and the best clients in the world. So yeah, it wasn't planned at all. I love that. I feel like some people are like, yeah, I know starting this business, I want to have a huge team and I'm going to scale it up. But most of the time with service providers, it just happens where we have to bring on help and move into an agency model to take on more clients and continue to put out quality work because otherwise you're going to be overwhelmed trying to handle it all yourself. For sure. When I first got booked out, I realized this is it. That's all I can do. Or I need to bring someone to help me. So that's really how it happened. It was like the demand, which is great. (laughs) And just that desire to serve better. Because if you're booked out and if you're working around the clock, you're not really bringing your best self. You're probably exhausted. You're tired. Your creative juices are not going to be flowing. (laughs) Let's face it. Now that I have that support, I can serve my clients better. I have more white space to be creative, to bring ideas to the table, to help them with other things they're planning for the podcast. So it's really about that, creating that capacity as well. I know your signature service now is podcast launch. I'd love to hear some of your advice for somebody who's listening and thinking about launching a podcast, because I'll (laughs) share that. I think I've said it before in a podcast episode that I had the idea of launching this podcast for probably two years before I actually hired somebody for the launch. I hired a launch manager because I was like, if I don't, I'm never going to get this idea off the ground. And I really wanted to create one. So for anyone who's in that two-year period that I was in and is wanting to launch a podcast, but is maybe overwhelmed, what would be your biggest piece of advice for them? Great question. First of all, get clarity. Because I feel like we spend a lot of time in that 
black hole of what do I want? Where do I go? So getting that clarity of why do you want that podcast, who you want to serve, how you want to serve them, just asking the right questions to find that out. It's funny you ask. So just <laughs> launched a freebie with like 15 questions to ask yourself before launching a podcast. So if you want it, <laughs> it's in my website. 15 questions to get clarity on your audience, your mission, your values, your content topics. And I feel like that's the first step. Once you have clarity, that will also give you the motivation to go and to get things done. So that's the first step. That's awesome. I wish I had that freebie in the two years that I was sitting on this idea. That would have helped so much. We'll add that link to the show notes so you guys can grab that because I know that sounds very helpful to get clarity and get your podcast out there in the world to the people who need it and want to listen to it. What would you say if somebody's main issue is, I think one of my main issues was mindset where I was worried that if I put all this time and energy into a podcast and put it out in the world, I was worried that nobody would listen to it or maybe they wouldn't like my voice. So do you have any advice for people that are sitting on this idea of launching a podcast because of mindset? You're not alone. I believe that every single client I had so far had those same thoughts. <laughs> we all have those same thoughts. We all have that fear. Sometimes it's a, a fear of rejection. What if I put it out there and no one listens? Other times it's just fear of making mistakes. What if I do something wrong? It's all about fear and overcoming that fear because no matter what you do, first of all, there's no right or wrong. There's no mistake, really. <laughs> of course, there are things that are going to work better than others, but that doesn't mean it's a mistake. It's just a learning opportunity. It's just growth because you can't start in episode 200. You have to start on episode one. There's no other way around it. So just start. Just be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't pressure yourself too much. Podcasting, I believe at least, it should be fun. It should be like a really fun way to do your marketing. If it's not being fun, there's something wrong. Stop, take a deep breath, reassess some things. Where is that coming from? Why are you feeling that? Give that space and really go deep. Like there's something behind that. There's always something behind that fear. So maybe check in with yourself. Is there something you can do differently? Is there something maybe you can slow it down or maybe you can try something else if podcasting isn't working for you because it doesn't work for everyone. Maybe you're a blog writer. <laughs> so anyways, it's all about looking inwards. The answers are probably not going to be out there. They're going to be in you. So just look inwards and reassess. I love how you shared that because I think it's so important to look inwards. I think for me, the game changer was when I stop taking myself and the podcast so seriously. I put a lot of pressure on myself at the beginning. Like everything has to be perfect. There can't be any mistakes. And it was a lot of pressure to try to create this perfect content every week. And it was exhausting me. So finally I was just like, the people who want to hear it are going to resonate and listen and that's who I'm creating these episodes for. So I need to just stop taking myself so seriously and just relax and have fun with it. Absolutely. Amen to that. Let's not take ourselves so seriously. <laughs> I think one of the things is because I know that I say, um, a lot. And that was a big thing. I was like, my poor 
editor is going to have to do so much work to take out all of the ums. And then I was like, it's just who I am. Most of the time, people don't even notice it as much as you do (laughs) because you're your worst critic. So I was like, I don't care if I say, um, sometimes if I mess up, I'm like, oh, just leave it in. It's funny. And it's actually funny that I say this because I just thought of something. I did a summit presentation. I can't even remember what summit it was for or what the topic was, but I messed up a word. I tried to say the sentence and I messed it up so bad three times in a row. I just couldn't get it out. And I was like, I'm going to leave that in there. And then it worked out perfectly because two slides later in my presentation, I was talking about not taking yourself seriously. And I was like, you will mess up. It's okay. And I was like, just look back a couple minutes ago at what I just did. It was a good real life example of how, if you don't take yourself seriously, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. That presentation was still good, even though I messed up and I left it in there. It's okay. And I really think the magic behind the podcast is that it's like a conversation. It's more intimate. And in conversations, we are not robots. We laugh, we mess up some words, we stutter, we say, um, we say like, it's not the end of the world. And if it really, really bothers you, you can always edit. So there's always that if it comes down to it. But if possible, make it sound natural, leave the mistakes, because perfectionism that I don't know where it comes from in the online world and also in the corporate world, I guess, this obsession with perfection that we have, it's just not healthy and it's not really possible. (laughs) So I'm all for letting go, editing to like the minimum, just so the conversation flows nice and it's pleasant to the ears, of course, but don't stress about being perfect. No one's perfect. It's funny. I just listened to a podcast episode the other day from Sarah Morgan. I think her show is called Dare to Grow. And I think it was her latest episode. And she said at the beginning, just to let you guys know, um, if you hear anything in the background, I'm in my recording closet with my dog. And then about five minutes into it, she had to shush her dog. And it was so cute. It was relatable. It wasn't like, oh gosh, let's remove this because it's awkward and not perfect, but it was actually really fun to listen to. And it was really relatable. Yeah, exactly. We all been through those situations. We have a dog or we have a kid at home, or we made that mistake in that presentation once we can all relate to that. And I think as long as you don't take it seriously, like we were saying, and like you're fun and playful about it, people can relate. And that's just a bonus because that's where you're doing the podcast in the first place. Probably you want to relate, you want to create a deeper connection with your audience. I mean, most of my clients, they already have social media. They already have a newsletter. They have a website. They don't really need the podcast. They want the podcast because they want to create deeper connections. They want to create a bigger impact. They want to really put their messages out there in a way that's more intimate, more meaningful. It's not about being perfect and sounding super professional. (laughs) I love how you said more intimate because I think that's really why I love podcasting, especially for introverts. Instead of forcing yourself to go on live videos and do webinars and all this stuff, you can build that intimate connection and share your message with your voice without having to show up on video, which I think a lot of introverts are all for. (laughs) 
Definitely, I am. <laughs> I try the lives. I try, but there, it just makes me so uneasy and so nervous. And I'm just exhausted for the rest of the day. And they're usually like in the morning. Everyone schedules them in the morning. I don't know why, but anyways, I just don't want to do anything else <laughs> for the rest of the day. So yeah, not a big fan. Yeah, I found that too. That's why even for meetings and stuff, I won't schedule them before 11 a.m. Just because I'm like, I don't want to start my day having to jump in with that energy. I'd rather have a slow start to my morning and then go into meetings and stuff. For sure. I put like a limit of like the number of meetings in my scheduler because I forgot that. And it never happens. But there was one day that three potential clients booked a discovery call on the same day. And that was one of the worst days in my business so far, not because of them. They were adorable, but I was just drained. I can't explain why, but it just drained my whole energy. And I was like, I can't do this. No, it's like one, two max. Three is a no-no. I can totally relate to that. I've had um, a couple summits that I've participated in where the host schedule interviews with all of the speakers. And when I did my last one, she's like, yeah, I scheduled them all within two days. I'm like, you're having 30 interviews in two days. That would just drain me for a week or a month. I can't, I don't think I can. I would be curled up into a ball in the shower by the end of the first day. So I'd love to talk about podcast and repurposing the content because I love repurposing. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I love how podcasts are like the perfect piece of content for repurposing. So I'd love to hear your thoughts or ways that you recommend repurposing your podcast episodes. That's one of my favorite topics as well, because so many podcasts are under repurposed. I don't know if that's a word, but I just created it. So many, so many. I see them. They do the new episode is live. This is what we talked about, link in bio. And then you never hear it again. That topic is dead and gone. And you have like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes of content just lying there. The first thing, the absolutely first thing I do, get a transcription. And then from there, you can create anything you want. (laughs) The transcription is also nice because you can highlight the best parts, you can organize it. And then from there, you can create your content. So highly, highly recommend getting a transcription. You can find tons and tons of tools online. Some of them are free up to some extent. If you're just doing for yourself or your own podcast, a free option will probably do just fine. As an agency, I have a subscription to Otter. I absolutely love it. They have like 6,000 minutes a month or something like that. It's something ridiculous. So that's how I start all my repurposing. And then how you take it from there, it really depends on your marketing strategies, like the platforms you're using. If you have a blog, if you have a newsletter, if you only have social media, because a blog takes a very different workflow than five social media posts, for example. But as soon as you have that transcription, you'll see that everything will flow because all the ideas are already there. You just have to organize it, format it, and maybe create some graphics to go with it. You said so many podcasters don't utilize or under 
repurpose their content and that you put so much time and effort into podcast episodes. Like it's not just the recording, it's any research or outlining and whether it's 20 minutes or an hour long, like that is a ton of content in there that you can reuse. And I think that's what stops a lot of people from starting a podcast as well, because they think they have to add the podcast on top of everything else they're doing in their marketing already. So I'm already writing blogs every week, newsletters, social media posts, stories, reels now. So they think they have to add the podcast and they don't see it that the podcast can actually be that star content, that main piece of content where everything else trickles down from. If you start a podcast and you have weekly episodes, maybe you just have to focus on that and then everything else from your marketing strategy can come from that episode. You can even outsource that and you really, really only have to focus on planning and recording episodes. Then you give it to your VA or your podcast manager, they repurpose it, and you have your whole marketing for your whole week or your whole month done for you. So it's actually a little less work if you do it that way instead of just adding the podcast to what you're doing right now. So I would say, make sure the podcast works for you when it comes to creating content. I love how you said that about integrating it. Cause I do feel like a lot of people think that creating a podcast, it's going to be this huge separate entity that they're going to have to add more to their plate. But like you said, it actually helps you create consistent content and get content out on other marketing channels you're using. Absolutely. So I would love to hear if you have advice for anyone listening, because we do have a lot of service providers, anyone that's maybe interested in becoming a podcast manager. So if you're starting to think about podcast management, first things, and that's what I did when I was starting, was really surrounding yourself with that industry. So like start following people that work in the industry start subscribing to newsletters of those people or of those tools they use because they will mention the tools they use. You can go there, you can go to the website, you can check their tutorials, their videos, and just really start getting acclimated to the world of podcasting before you jump right into it. You can also start relationship with those people. Ask questions to them, offer to help them, like offer to be an intern, to get the experience, to see if this is what you really want to do, even to get social proof from them, like a testimonial at the end of that experience, just to make sure this is what you want. And then you can maybe invest in a course or a coach, something like that. And I know you have a podcast manager bundle in your template shop as well that can help once somebody becomes a podcast manager, make managing your clients a little easier and doing all of the admin work and the tracking. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your template shop and what's available in there for our audience listening. I have three templates right now for the different phases of a podcast. So there's one, if you're starting a podcast, there's one, if you already have a podcast and you want to manage it better, like you want better systems you want a more seamlessly workflow. And there's one for monetizing the podcast when you already have a good thing going, you have a reputation, you're ready to get out there and start monetizing. So yeah, it's a great way to start, especially if you're a podcast manager, because you're already going to have all those templates. 
email copy, Canva templates, forms, Google Excel sheets. Everything is really easy to use and customize because it's all Google Drive files. I wanted to make it easy because I know that podcasting is already overwhelming as it is. So I didn't want any fancy tools. I kept it all very simple. It's all Google files. So you can easily copy and storage them in your drive. And then if you're a podcast manager looking to get started and you want to have those systems, you want to offer like a really good structure to your clients. So everything is organized, really recommend my templates. (laughs) It's just because again, to integrate a podcast to your marketing strategy, You have to have a good strategy. First of all, you need to think like how your podcast feeds everything else. And you also need systems in place. Otherwise, you're going to get super overwhelmed with all the different tasks and all the different moving pieces. So that was my idea with the templates. I've been working with clients for a long time. So I already had those templates in place. That's what I use with my clients as well. So I just decided to make them available for people who are getting started So just making their lives a little easier, a little less overwhelming and more fun. Yeah. I'm looking at what's included. Oh my gosh. There's so much value here. Like the podcast launch plan and calendar show notes, template, like, oh my gosh, that would have been so helpful starting a podcast to have all of those resources at the beginning. I'd love to talk a little bit about what you said about monetizing your podcast For anyone listening who already has a podcast or wants to eventually get to the point where they can monetize it, what is your advice around how to know when you're ready to monetize your podcast? I think it's when you really feel confident in the value that you are bringing, the guests that you have, the audience. So you have to be confident, I guess, because if you're getting out there and you're going to start pitching to dream sponsors or something like that. You really need to be confident in what you're doing, who you are, what your podcast is about, who is your audience. Everything needs to be very clear, concise, and you have to be confident in that. Like if you're not buying it, no one else is buying it. So that's the number one thing. Awesome. I love that. That's so true. So I'd love for you to share where everyone can find you online if anyone wants to connect with you. Oh, yes. Let's connect. (laughs) I am most active on Instagram. And you can find me at idea.blossoms. And you can also check my website, ideablossoms.com. There you find everything, all my services, all my templates, and other ways to connect with me because I also have you know, Facebook and Pinterest. But and again, I'm mostly active on Instagram. So if you want to talk on the DMs, I will be there every day pretty much. Awesome. Yeah. And I definitely recommend following you on Instagram because you post some really awesome content around podcasting. So if it's something you're interested in, make sure you follow Rosa, make sure you check out the bundles and templates and resources that she has or reach out. Cause I know you also do your signature service is a podcast launch VIP day. So if anyone wants to finally push themselves and get their launch happening, I can't recommend working with somebody for the launch enough. I know for a fact, if I didn't, I would not have launched and it made all the difference. Just having 
somebody to help and guide you and you don't need to figure out all of the pieces. You're working with an expert who knows what they're doing and you just need to listen to their advice and follow their (laughs) instructions and guidelines. Oh, yes. It all comes down to the overwhelm because podcasting is probably not your jam. Like you're starting a podcast because you're passionate about something else, what your mission is and your vision. But podcasting is not your jam. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, if it's just too many moving pieces and you are in a place where you can afford to invest in a professional, an agency or a podcast manager, it will be worth it for sure because you're going to be able to focus on what you love to do. You're going to be able to have fun with your podcast and you don't have to worry about anything else. That's so valuable. (laughs) Like for me to just have to worry about recording and I do create the graphics too, just because I enjoy that part, but all of the tech and editing and all of that, like, I don't want to have to do that (laughs) and I don't want to learn how to do it. So (laughs) hiring a podcast manager and outsourcing that I feel like is probably one of the best investments you can make when it comes to social media. Like It's something that you've probably been doing your social media yourself and it's been okay. So you could hire it out, but you could also still do it yourself. But I feel like with podcasting, if you've never been in that world before, you're going to have a lot of things that you need to learn. So if you don't want to learn them and you can invest, definitely invest and outsource. That's exactly what I say. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This is awesome. I'm so happy to chat with you because I've been definitely following you on Instagram for a while and consuming your awesome content. So I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. That makes me so happy. You have no idea. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. This was a lot of fun, actually. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterrorread.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.